coming at you from Chesterfield, Virginia. It's Brendan Miller, Robert Durazio, and here's where you're wrong. Welcome back to Here's Where You're Wrong. I'm Robbie Durazio with my co-host Brennan Miller right next to me here. What's up, what's up? We're bringing you a special NCAA tournament bracket breakdown. We're going to go through every game, our upset picks, and who we think is going to win the tournament this year. It's March and it's the best time of the year, ladies and gentlemen. I'm very excited to be here. How you feeling today, Robbie? I'm feeling great today. You just want to dive right into Let's it? Let's dive right into it. Villanova. I don't think we even need to get into their first-round game. I think they're going to win whoever they play, whether it's Mount St. Mary's or New Orleans in a playing game tonight. Uh, they're going to win that game easily. I think that'll be a fun game to watch, though, Mount St. Mary's New Orleans. But Villanova will move on. Let's go down to our first head-scratcher, second game, Wisconsin versus Virginia Tech. This is our first disagreement. As you know, we disagree very much on here as we are wrong. Robbie, why don't you break down your ideology here? I got to go with the Wisconsin Badgers. The experience of this team, led by Bronson Koenig with Nigel Hayes and then Ethan Happ, a scoring presence, I think it's going to be too much for Virginia Tech. I don't think people realize Virginia Tech lost Chris Clark, who their leading rebounder is for the season. And when you lose a guy like Chris Clark, leading rebounder, it's going to be hard to board against a team like Wisconsin, who's very fundamentally sound, has a great rebounder in Ethan Happ. Although leading scorer Zach Ledet can get a good scoring punch for them off the bench. He does come off the bench. I just think uh, Wisconsin's going to be too much. Uh, Virginia Tech's coach, Buzz Williams, great coach, come from Marquette, was quoted after the selection on Sunday saying, we're not here for mediocrity. We're going to strive for better. So I really think just by that, I'm going to go Virginia Tech. I trust him to win this game. Know that Virginia Tech wants to get the Hokie name out there. Let not just Virginia know that Virginia Tech is a real team. So think, I'm going to go Virginia Tech. I think another thing you got to think about here, Zach Showalter, senior guard for Wisconsin, said, obviously we thought we would have a higher seed than that. We will have a chip on our shoulder and be ready to go. This Wisconsin team is going to have a big chip on their shoulder, just like oh, Kentucky it. did a few years ago when they got an eight seed, and they beat Wichita State to one seed. I, I think Wisconsin is a very dangerous team here. Uh, we disagree on that one, but let's go to Virginia and UNC Wilmington. On defense, leader on offense, he's just a leader on and off the ball. This man will single-handedly lead them to a victory against UNC Wilmington, who does have a very high-powered offense, but I think the defense is going to keep them in check, and I think this is a pretty substantial big win. Substantially big win. Yeah, it's going to come down to whether or not Lennon Parentes can perform. If you think about this matchup, uh, UNC Wilmington's a top 10 offense in the nation, and UVA has arguably the best defense in the nation. So it's going to be a contrast on who can score and who can defend better. And it's going to be a great matchup to watch. UNC Wilmington took Duke to the wire last year in the, uh, last year's tournament. And they're going to be looking for some revenge this year against another ACC opponent. I think it's going to be a great game. UVA's definitely been a team that's struggled lately, very inconsistent. But uh, I don't think that, you know, being as London Parentes, as you said, a senior, the leadership from him and guys like uh, you know, Isaiah Wilkins, um, I think there'll be a little too much for them to handle. So I got. So we agree on UVA on that one. All right, let's keep moving down. Florida, Eastern Tennessee. I think this is going to be a great matchup as well. Uh, Florida, you know they they lost uh, John Igbunu earlier in the season, leading rebounder for them. That's a mm-hmm. huge loss. People don't understand. I know they're ranked ninth in Ken Palm, but. Without John Igbunu, they've been struggling. I know three of their losses this year have come to Vanderbilt. Uh, that's one of the teams they very really struggle against. But I have to pick Florida in this one just because uh, ETSU loves to turn the ball over. And Florida's got three ball handlers with Casey Hill, Kavon Allen, and uh, Chiozo. And I just think that Florida's defensive intensity will be too much for ETSU to handle. I'm going to agree with you there. I'm not going to go into it. Let's move down. SMU versus Providence or UNC, USC. First of all, who do you think is going to be playing in this game? 
I got to go with USC. They they took UCLA to the wire. This team's been very inconsistent, don't get me wrong. They have had a really slow, rough end of the season, losing against Utah, losing against a Stanford opponent. But USC's got athletes. They got talent on this team. Mm-hmm. Providence is an overachiever this year, if you ask me. So I go USC playing SMU in what's going to be a great game. What do you think? I will also say USC. But either way, I think SMU is going to be too much for either one of those teams to move on. This is not one of the upsets that you want to pick. I know 11 seeds are popular for upsets, but this is not one of them 11 seeds that you want to pick. Uh, SMU too much coming off the AAC win against Cincinnati. SMU too much. I don't know. I think that USC, being as though they took UCLA to the wire, this team is very talented. If they have a will to win, this team is going to give SMU troubles. I don't know if SMU is as good as people crack them up to be. I know semi... Omahali, I don't even know how to say his name. He's a great player, and this team has good players like Sterling Brown. But I think it's going to be a closer game than people expect for SMU here. But I will go with SMU as well. A very close game, though. Okay. All right. Moving right down there. Uh, Baylor, New Mexico State. I think we can just chalk up Baylor as a win. I don't think New Mexico State's really that much I of a I think if you want to pick a lot of upsets, Baylor in the history lost to Georgia State. And last year, losing to Yale. So they've been upset two straight years. So this is something to look at if you want to upset. I'm going to also go Baylor. I think Baylor's too much this year, and they're a better team than they were in the past. They are the but if, you, if you're looking at your back and you see too much chalk, come back to this game. Come back to this New Mexico State no, game. This is, a, no. this is a possibility. No, it's not. You know, the thing is that this game, Baylor has a senior leader in Ishmael Wainwright, who's just been the most unselfish player I've seen uh, in, in, in college basketball this year. He's a great leader, and when you have a big man – uh, All-American like Jonathan Motley, who we've best player in Baylor's program history, if you ask me. This team is dangerous in the tournament, even though they've had a lot of upset history. I don't think they'll let it happen again. South Carolina and Marquette going to be another good game. Seven versus ten games are very close, very tight. Who you got in this one? This is my first upset of the bracket other than Virginia Tech. So I will go Marquette, just because Marquette is averaging 43% behind the line. And I think that's a very big thing for these upset teams. If they want to make a run in the tournament, they got to be shooting the ball lights out. Also, another thing to note, South Carolina is very cold, losing five of their last seven games. So Marquette's going to be looking to beat them around the arc. And if they're making shots, I can see them easily winning this game. I think Marquette's a great three-point shooting team. I'm going to take Marquette as well. But you got to watch out for Cinderius Thornwell, SEC Player of the Year. He can single-handedly win South Carolina games. And if he's having a great game, then South Carolina, I mean, their defense, it's going to be, once again, offense versus defense. Who's got the better team? I'm going to go with Marquette just because of South Carolina struggles, losing to Alabama in the SEC tournament. I think yeah, that's a big cold. loss for them. So. They're cold, and that's not that's not what you look for when coming into the tournament. You want to be hot. You want to have these games. Let's keep going down. Duke versus Troy. Do we need to talk about this one? No, Duke's got it in the bag. No chance, no chance for Troy? No chance. All right. You, got, you want to finish up the East region, or you want to keep going down? Uh, one thing I do want to point out, um, with the Florida ETSU game, I don't think people understand East Tennessee State. If you want to pick this upset, it's, it, it could be very popular. They have a guy named TJ Cromer who's going to be an NBA talented player. I just wanted to let the, the viewers know this guy's for real. And if he can drop a 40 on Florida, I think they have a chance. And this might be another trendy upset pick for you guys. So let's, let's go second round, East region, Nova versus, versus Wisconsin. Who do you got? I got Nova versus Tech. Either way, I think. Wisconsin would have more chance in this game, but I think Nova moves on no matter what. Wisconsin will play them uh, tough and will hang with them, but I think Nova's too much, and they they got their eye on the championship right now. I think they'll breeze by either I one think, of these teams, Virginia Tech or Wisconsin. 
I think, honestly, if you look at the top part of this region, I think Wisconsin's going to give them the most trouble. Uh, Jay Wright said before the tournament, size will hurt Villanova, as Angel Delgado showed in the Big East semifinal, almost beating them if they didn't make sloppy mistakes at the end of the game. Wisconsin's dangerous with Ethan Happ. They did not play well against Michigan, did not shoot the ball well, but if Bronson Canning and Nigel Hayes get lights out from the field, this team's going to be dangerous. And I'm going to take Wisconsin over wow. Villanova in this First game. First one seed out for Big Rob. I think that Wisconsin, with a chip on their shoulder, the senior leadership, I think this team, I mean, they have the most wins in the past, I think, two, three years out of any team in the NCAAs. This team's, they could be definitely an Elite Eight team, under-seeded. I like Wisconsin a lot, and I'm going to take them over Villanova in this one. It's a huge I think upset. That's, I think that's a bad pick. Viewers, if you're listening to this, don't pick that game. That game's not going to happen. Wisconsin can get out in the first round, and I very well think they will. All right, let's go down. UVA, Florida, second round. Potential matchup here. What do you got? I think I'm going to take UVA. I think their defense is just going to be – it's going to be a defensive matchup. I think it's going to be an awesome game to watch. But once again, London Parenta is going to be too much. I think if both these teams were, were cold from the field, I would take UVA. And I think both teams could arguably get cold from the field. This would be a different story if Florida had John Igbuna. I don't think people understand how big of a post presence he is down low. But I got to go with UVA in this one with freshman Ty Jerome. I think he's a great player. I think he can shoot the ball. Kyle guy as well. They got shooters on their team as well as as big men that can put the ball in the basket. So I'm going to take UVA in this one. I'll go UVA as well. Um, SMU, Baylor. I got to take Baylor. I think people, I'm, most of the experts that I've seen has picked SMU in this game. I think they're just looking for an upset pick, and they're not going to get it in this one. SMU is a six-man rotation. They only play six guys, and if right. Baylor can get the ball down low in the post and get him in foul trouble, SMU's in trouble. I know SMU's a pretty good team, but, I mean, Baylor uh, ranked 11th in Kempom, I think. They're just too talented, I think, across the board, inside out, defensively, offensively, and they're going to be too much for SMU to handle in this one. What do you got? So I have what's important to make a tournament run. I got four things I need to say. Senior leadership, guard play, momentum, and good coaching. I think SMU describes a lot of those. And let's note that their last loss came Wednesday, November 30th. They were undefeated in the AAC, and they're ready to be in this tournament, make a statement. They haven't lost in very long. They're not used to it. They're not going to start losing to Baylor. I'm going to go SMU. Even though they only play six guys, SMU is the team I want. The Mustangs, move on. All right, let's go to Marquette and Duke here. Who do you got in this game? I think Duke. You know what? Duke scares me. Duke honestly scares me. I think they're a great, talented team, but they've only been great for – the last month, let's say. Before that, they were up and down, losing games they should win. Now, what if they do that in the tournament? I think this could be a disappointing year for the Duke Blue Devils if it comes down to Duke that. Duke definitely, as you, as you say, has not reached their full potential. I mean, their preseason ranking, number one, this team was supposed to be the best team in the country at the end of the year with Harry Giles, who's dealt with a lot of injuries. I mean, you got Grayson Allen, the tripper. Jason Tatum. They got, but they coming into a zone. They do not scare me as much as they scare you. I love this Duke team. I think Coach Case got this team ready, playing defense, offensively. If they, if Emil Jefferson gets in foul trouble, I think it's the only time you might see a scare from Duke this early in the tournament. Mark has a great shooting team, but Duke, this is an easy draw for them. I mean, you're playing a team that can score versus Duke. Duke's gonna outscore any team. Yeah, they play I'll, I'll go Duke as well. Um, okay, so you got. Wisconsin versus UVA up top in your Sweet 16 in the East. Make it short. Well, who do you got? I'm gonna take Wisconsin again. They're my Elite Eight team. I, this is my most surprised, my most surprised team in the Elite Eight. I just love their experience. I think their talent will will lead them. And I think London Prentice isn't gonna be enough against this Wisconsin team. Too fundamentally sound for them. I got Wisconsin. I go Nova. 
think Nova's the second best team in this entire tournament behind Kansas. So I think Nova will uh, fulfill their potential and move on to play Duke. I think Duke's going to beat SMU, even though Duke is one of the scary teams for me. I think Duke's too much for SMU in their uh, six-man rotation. I'm going to go Duke versus Nova in my Elite Eight in the East. What about you? Baylor Duke game is gonna to be tough for me because I mean I'm a, I love Baylor in every way but Duke's just they're too talented. I think this could be a blowout game if you ask me. But a thing that scares me for Duke is that they're playing against a guy with like Jonathan Molly with his size. Maybe can get Emil Jefferson in foul trouble. But I just think Duke's guard play uh, is just too much to handle. Luke Kennard, Grayson Allen, and you got a guy like Jason Tatum. Don't forget about Frank Jackson. I just think this team's too much for them. And I got Duke moving on to my lead eight to play Wisconsin. All right, who's in your final four? I gotta go Duke. You know, I'm with you. I go Duke as well. I think Wisconsin run ends here. Duke heads to the Final Four. Way too talented of a team not to get to the Final Four this year. Not even to mention their coach is one of the best coaches ever to coach a basketball team in any league, any level. You gotta remember that he coaches the USA team, so he is probably the best basketball coach possibly in our generation on any level. And I think you gotta realize that this Duke team's not all young. They got leadership. Emil Jefferson, I think, so junior or senior. Grayson Allen's a junior. I think yeah, I don't. I want to call hard. Grayson Allen a leader though. But they got leadership on this team. Some teams that you know, with just like Kentucky, just freshmen, a couple sophomores. This team's got a lot of leadership in there. And all right. So like we agree Duke. with the East. Duke's coming out of it. Duke's coming out final four. All right. You guys ready to move down to the West? Let's go. Gonzaga, South Dakota State. We're obviously going to go Gonzaga. Easy Zags win. Right. Let's go Northwestern but Vanderbilt. if there is a team that scares me for the 116 upset, I'll go this one. I would love to see it happen sometime in my life. It's got to it's happen sometime. So maybe, don't pick it, but maybe. A lot of people are sleeping on Gonzaga. I'm not sleeping on Gonzaga this year. I think they got a great team. We'll get into that more in the later rounds. Let's go Northwestern and Vanderbilt. Who do you got? Um, I'm going to go Vanderbilt. Just because they're a good team this year, they're ready to play, and they're ready to prove that they're Kentucky's not the only team in the SEC. So I'm going to go Vanderbilt over Northwestern, who is the first time in their tournament. Yeah, this is Northwestern's first time in NCAAs, and this is going to be an awesome, awesome uh, experience for Northwestern. But once again, Vanderbilt, Luke Cornett, seven-foot center, plays on the outside. This Vanderbilt team's coming into a zone. They've been playing amazing basketballs of late. They can shoot the three lights out. Uh, you got a guy like Matthew, Michael, Matthew Fisher Davis, and uh, I just think this team is going to be a little too much for, for Northwestern to handle on the perimeter. I got Vanderbilt moving on. Let's go Notre Dame Princeton. Another trendy upset pick. I got this one. Princeton. Guys, this is the upset you want to pick. Princeton's coming off their Ivy League championship. They're also the, one of the streaky teams. They're very athletic for what they show. A lot of guys, I, I was watching the Ivy League championship against Dale and there's I mean, Yale. There's there's guys dunking on people left and right. This is a team, this is the upset you want to pick. 12, team, 12 seed teams are very underrated, and that's why they're at the 12. I think this is the upset you want to go with if you want to go with an upset in your first round. I, I disagree completely. I think if, if Princeton had a better draw, I think they have a horrible draw. If they got anybody else but Notre Dame, I feel like it would be a great upset pick. These two teams are too similar in styles. They both are very fundamentally sound, shoot the three, play in the half court. They're great basketball teams, but Notre Dame talent-wise, Bonzi Colson, who's going to match up with him? This man's six foot seven, I think, and he's got over seven foot wingspan playing the center for Notre Dame. The, nobody can match up with Bonzi. I think you got a guy like VJ Beecham. You said leadership. This is what this team's got, mm -hmm. and they got experience in the tournament 
Last two years, only team to make it to the Elite Eight both years. This team's got they, Mike Bray knows how to win in the tournament, and they're going to hang on and win against mm-hmm. Princeton. In a they good definitely game. Notre Dame definitely should win that game. It's just that it's March, guys. Anything can happen in March. A Princeton team can beat a Notre Dame team. Let's go on. Bucknell, West Virginia. You think Bucknell's got a shot in this? I think Press Virginia's just going to be a little too much for Bucknell in this game. Yeah, I go Big 12 over this. I'll go West Virginia as well. Um, da, 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 da. Maryland, Xavier. This is going to be. This is a tough one for me. I love. I don't. I don't like either of these teams actually. I think both of these teams. They're they're not as good as what their seeds say. Xavier's really struggled down the stretch. They lost their point guard Edmund Sumner. A huge loss for Xavier. They do have Trayvon Blewett, who's a scoring machine. He's gonna. I think he's gonna will this Xavier team to a win. I know Maryland's got a guy in Mellow Tremble who can guard easily play. Lead, right there. Lead guard them, play. But look at this Xavier team. I'm liking how they're playing heading into the tournament, and I just think they're going to be a little too much for Maryland to handle. I'm going 6-11 upset. I got Xavier. In this is my 11 seed, boys and girls. 11 seed, Xavier Musketeers, they got it. They got this one. Maryland hasn't really proved anything to me this year. They've lost bad games. They're not the team that I was expecting them to be coming into the season. They are very talented coming out of the Big Ten, but I think Xavier coming out of the Big East is going to be the team that comes on top. You know, I definitely think Rasheed Gast, uh, Gaston, huge Big power forward is going to be the difference maker in this one, getting on the glass against young guys from Maryland. Let's go Florida State, Florida Gulf Coast. Another trendy upset pick. You got Dunk City back in the tournament. Is this going to be an upset? Mm, I think Florida State's too talented, too long. I know you guys think back to two years ago when Florida Gulf Coast made that run to the lead eight. This is not the same team. Florida State's going to roll by them coming out of the ACC play. They got that. I think Florida State is – they're very inconsistent this year, but – I mean, when you when they play at home, they're in Orlando, Florida, the first two rounds of this tournament. They they're undefeated at home. So, I think I mean, this year they're just ridiculous at home. But then when they play on the road, they do struggle. That's a lot. gonna be one of the most exciting games because they're both coming from Florida, playing in Orlando. I think, as you said, Jonathan Isaac, I think Dwayne Bacon, mm-hmm. uh, leader for this Florida State team, is gonna will yep. them to a victory. I like Florida State. I think a lot of teams. This team's either a first round upset team or, or they're a Final Four, four team. Yep, they, they can they can go both ways. It's very tough to pick them. Let's go St. Mary's VCU. Who do you got? You know, sorry to do it to you guys. I know this is coming out of Richmond, Virginia, but I have to go St. Mary's. I think St. Mary's has proved a lot this year. There are a few losses coming to Gonzaga, and Gonzaga is a one seed. So St. Mary's is one of those good teams that's played in against the better competition in Gonzaga, and that's where their losses have come from. But you, you can't overlook the St. Mary's team. VCU has been very inconsistent playing up and down. They couldn't even come out of the A-10. I love the team. I'm going to root for them. But I gotta go. Same I gotta guys. go VCU in this one. I think their athletic ability is gonna be too much. The one problem with VCU is their scoring ability. They play okay defense. They play really good defense. They don't have. They don't press as much as they did with Shaka Smart. They're not that that ball hawking defense. But mm-hmm. when you got a guy like Jaquan Lewis, he's just gonna lead this team. I think. And you talk about point guard leadership. This guy's a perfect definition of that. Will Wade's gonna lead this team. I think VCU's athleticism is gonna be a little too much for St. Mary's in this one. Arizona, North Dakota, any chance there? No, Arizona's too much. I like Arizona coming out of it. All right, let's go back up to the top of the West. Potential matchup in Gonzaga and Vanderbilt. Who you got? I got to go with Gonzaga. Vanderbilt's road ends here. Gonzaga, I don't think people understand, is incredibly talented with transfers like Nigel Williams-Ghost, who's an All-American type of player. They got a 300-pound, 7-foot center in Karnowski. Uh, this team, very dangerous, I think, this year. I think this is one of the best Gonzaga teams that they've ever had, and I go go into the Sweet 16 for the Zags. How about you on this one? I'm going to follow along your suit. I'm going to go right down to my Princeton-West Virginia pick. 
And you're probably going to pick Notre Dame over West Virginia. But I think West Virginia coming to the Big 12 is going to roll right over Princeton. They're going to be too much of them. And West Virginia moves on to my Sweet 16. I am also, I'm going to pick Notre Dame in this game. I think that West Virginia is very good against a lot of teams that haven't seen them before. But this Notre Dame team, Will Farrell, who's a great point guard, they got guys that don't turn the ball over, very fundamentally sound. This is a team that WVU will run into and they won't be enough to beat. And I got Notre Dame in this one. I think a matchup problem, once again, with Bonzi Colson. He's just too good of a player down low. Let's go Xavier, Florida State. Who do you got in this one? Um, this is a game I can very well see Florida State losing. I picked Florida State, but playing Xavier or Maryland, they can lose either one of those games. Florida State has been very inconsistent up and down. You never know which team is going to step on the floor. I wouldn't be too heavy on Florida State, but yet again, pick them for your Final Four. You never know with this team. If they step out with the mindset of I'm going to win this game and I'm better than anybody in the gym, they will win this game. But you never know what Florida State's going to show up. They really just got to play with that mindset of it's home court. They always got to play with that home court mindset. Mm -hmm. And I think they will against Xavier. I think the loss of Edmund Sumner is going to be a little too much to overcome in the second round. I think Xavier can get one with Trayvon Blewett. But Xavier Rath and Mays, I mean, you got Dwayne Bacon, Jonathan Isaac. You got big men. You got length. You got size on this Florida State team. It's going to be a little too much for Xavier to handle. All right, Arizona. Versus possibly St. Mary's, possibly VCU, and you give either one of those teams a chance against Arizona. Uh, no, I I love this Arizona team Me too. this year. I really do. I mean, Sean Miller's keep he continues to get teams to the Elite Eight, but he can't get them to the Final Four. I think this year could be their year with the big man. They got Lori uh, Markinen. They got Alonzo Cheer. Uh, they got a lot of good guys on this team. They got defensively, fundamentally sound leadership. I love this Arizona team. I think they're going to move on from VCU or right. St. Mary's. So is Gonzaga going to your Elite Eight or Notre Dame? I think this is going to be this is going to be a great matchup, specifically because you got a guy like the 300-pound Karnowski that I was talking about, and you got Bonzi Colson, two completely differently sized players, both big men for either team. This is going to be a fun matchup to watch. I, you know what? I gotta have faith in the. I got faith in Gonzaga this year. I think Niall Williams, Goss is gonna prove the doubters wrong. I think Gonzaga is gonna prove their doubters wrong by making it to the Elite Eight, beat Notre Dame. I got them moving on in this game. What about you? Um, I'm just gonna say it right now. The Mountaineers get their Elite Eight bid. I think this was a perfect draw for West Virginia, and they can easily move on to Elite Eight, and they can play well and possibly get a shot for the Final Four. I go West Virginia in this. I think West Virginia is really a team you guys got to look at. I think they're playing really good in their backcourt. They're playing really good, and I don't think Gonzaga, they're a one-loss team, and all credit to them. They're, they're playing amazing. But West Virginia is too much for them, too big. I think West that Virginia. West Virginia, I think they're a scary team. You know, I think they lost last year in their first-round game. I think they've had trouble in the first couple rounds these last couple of years, and they only have Javon Carter, I really think, is a serious scoring for threat for this team. If somebody can lock Javon Carter down, I don't think West Virginia is going to be that good. I disagree with you in that, but you know, we'll move on to Florida State and Arizona. Who do you got in that game? I got Arizona. I think Florida State steps on the floor, hyped up, but they come out flat. Arizona, too much from, too much durability, too much depth. They win this game. Sean Miller gets his I think the Another fact that this game is not being played in Orlando, Florida for Florida State and it's playing on the West Coast is going to be is going to be the reason why Arizona, one of the biggest factors, I think the home court advantage for mm -hmm. Arizona is going to be a little too much yep. in this game. Let's go. Your Elite Eight, West Virginia, Arizona. I have a different. I have Gonzaga and Arizona. Who do you got in this game? I, I'm i going to continue with it. Arizona. Simple. Who do you got? I got to go with 
Gonzaga going to the Final Four in this one. Th this team's filled with a bunch of transfers that, that came from big schools, and Gonzaga's finally going to prove to be a blue blood in college basketball. I think going over Arizona, I'm loving Josh Perkins. I'm loving Jordan Matthews. I'm loving Nigel Williams-Goss. I think they're going to be too much, and I got Gonzaga going to my Final Four. All right, so he's got Gonzaga coming out of the West. We both got Duke. I got Arizona coming out of my West. Um, Midwest, let's start it off. Kansas, no obviously. Brainer. Michigan State, Miami. Tell me what you think of Big Rob. I think Miami's just going to win this game. Michigan State and my I think Miami's definitely been an underachiever, and Michigan State as well has been an underachiever. Both these teams did not reach the potential, be, mainly because of the fact that Michigan State dealt with Aaron Harris, huge shooting guard, can shoot the three, senior, got Torres ACL out for the season. I know they got Miles Bridges, but I'm taking Miami because of the size advantage. I think Miami possessions. I got Miami in this one. I what think about you? this is so important that you guys pick Michigan State. Listen to me over my boneheaded co-host Robbie Durazio. Michigan State is led by Miles Bridges, who's scoring 16.7 points per game, 8.3 rebounds per game. And they're also coached by an amazing head coach in Tom Izzo. Michigan State goes on to play Kansas. Kim Larinaga's not a good, terrible coach. I mean, this team with... Miami's just too inconsistent coming out of the ACC. I've watched them all year play up and down, up and They've down. They've been able to beat good teams. They've I think they can good, at least get teams. by one round with Kamari Murphy being a, a rebounding machine. This team is way underrated, I think, Miami. They are inconsistent, just like a Florida State team, but they're not as bad as Michigan State. I think Michigan State got overseeded in the tournament. I don't I don't know what you're talking about right now. I think Michigan State has one player, and if you, well, right. one player can either score way, 70 points. Either way, do you have either win. one of those teams coming past Kansas? I think it's going to be a tough matchup between Miami and Kansas. Wow. Wow, Kansas is one of the best teams in the country. But Miami-sized. Kansas, once again, just like a Villanova team, has trouble with size. Landon Lucas is the X factor for this team. I know that you got guys like Devontae Graham and Frank Mason and Josh Jackson, but the difference makers, if Landon Lucas can stay on the floor and out of foul trouble, I think he will in this game. I think Kansas will be too much, but I think this game's going to be closer than people expect. But I am going to take Kansas. Mm -hmm. What about you? Um, I got Kansas moving on, too. Michigan State's going to make a good run. I bet they come out to an early lead, but Kansas pounds them in the ground in the end. Iowa State, Nevada. What do you I got? think this team, this game as well, 5 versus 12 upset. Uh -huh. I think Nevada is probably the best 12. I just think Iowa State is the best 5. I don't think, besides Notre Dame, honestly, I think both of those teams really match up. I think Iowa State, hot off their tournament run. You said leadership, yep. Monte Morris, starting and point guard. Streaks. Big 12 is a great conference in basketball. Best conference in basketball. I, I didn't think I didn't. I thought I said Big 12, not ACC. But I, if you heard it wrong, that's on me. So I know they're um, the best. So they came off a Big 12 win, so they're hot right now. I think they go by Nevada, and I but, don't think Nevada's the team you want to pick. Let Let's go down. Let, don't sleep on Nevada though. If you want to pick an upset, this might be the one. Nevada's a great 12 seed. I just think they have a bad draw. Purdue and Vermont. I think Purdue size too much. What about yep. you? Swinging, we'll leave them past uh, Vermont. Purdue's the team you want to pick. Creighton, Rhode Island, what you got? What you thinking? I think the loss of Maurice Watson. I think Creighton was a Final Four Elite Eight team earlier in the season. Losing their point guard, Maurice Watson, it was huge for this Creighton team. They've stum stumbled down the stretch. Then a Rhode Island team who was dealing with injuries earlier in the season got hot late, won the 8-10 tournament. This team has great defensive punch. And they have a guy named E.C. Matthews who's going to lead this team to victory. Marcus Foster would be the only reason why I think Creighton has a chance. What about you in this you game? You mentioned E.C. Matthews, who's a great senior guard. He's so important to that Rhode Island team, and he could be so important to the Rhode Island run. But I had Rhode Island written down, and I started looking at Creighton, and their offense is so potent. 
82.1 points per game. They're averaging on 50.8 field goal. And Rhode Island has such a great defense. This is one of the games I want to watch in the first round. This is going to be an amazing game to watch. Super fun. I think Creighton's too much. They edge him out. Creighton I don't, moves on I don't know. Me. I don't think so in that game. I think you have to realize that Creighton was doing all those scoring punches when they had Maurice Watson. And then when he tore his ACL, that's when they kind of slowed down a little bit, especially against better defensive teams like Providence and Villanova. When they played teams like Marquette and St. John's, who really don't have a defense, that's when they scored 80 points. Mm-hmm. I think Rhode Island's defense, they guard the three really well. Creighton shoots the three really well. I think Rhode Island's going to be too much. Oregon, Iona, any any chance of an upset here? I didn't. I don't see Iona threat, threatening. I think Iona, they're one of those teams that runs in guns. They shoot a lot. Yep. They're just not going to be enough. They could for if they if they if they get on a little run. I, I can see it. I think Oregon's too much as well. Best first round matchup, I think. Michigan, Oklahoma State. Tell me who you got and why. Heat. Heat is why I got Michigan. Michigan's coming red hot off their big tournament win, Big Ten tournament win. They want it so bad. They're going to get it. They're going to get their bid. Michigan's a team to look out for in this tournament. I think they go past their next matchup in Louisville. I think they go past Oklahoma State in a good game with Forte shooting the ball from deep, but Michigan moves on with their senior guard play. Jawan Evans, ladies and gentlemen, Jawan Evans. Remember that name. He's going to be the reason why Oklahoma State hangs on. This team started 0-6 in a conference play, got really hot in the middle, winning, I think, 11 of their next 12 games before losing a little bit in the rough stretch against like teams like Kansas and Iowa State. This Oklahoma State team is a lot like Michigan's. They shoot the ball well. They play not so good at defense. But I think if we're talking about an Oklahoma State team led by Brad Underwood, first-year head coach, they finally are adapting to what Brad Underwood's system is and how he wants to run it. And this team is really dangerous, I think. I don't I don't like the draw for Oklahoma State getting a 10 seed. I think they're better than that. And I don't think Michigan is – I think Michigan's better than a 7 seed, but I have to go with Oklahoma State. I think the Big 12 is just going to be too much to handle for the Big 10. Robbie rides the Big 12 far too much. But I didn't, it, I didn't ride West Virginia, pick Notre Dame in that one. You go down. Let's go down. Louisville, Jacksonville State. You got Louisville. That's easy. Fair enough. All right. Let's go back up top. We Iowa said State. Kansas. We agreed on Kansas. Iowa State Michigan and Purdue. State. Who do you got in this one? Um, I go Purdue. I know you're probably going to pick Iowa State because coming out of the Big 12 and you love the Big 12. I think you got to give the Big 10 some respect. Purdue is a team that's been played well all season, and I think they're too much for Iowa State, and Purdue beats Iowa State. This Iowa State team, like you said, is red hot. Uh, it's going right. to be a fun matchup because Purdue's got two huge guys, Caleb Swanigan, that other big man they have. Iowa State plays small. Deontay Burden uh, and another guy. Deontay Burden is going to be so tough of a matchup problem for Caleb Swanigan. I think if you watch in that mm-hmm. Big Ten tournament game, when Purdue lost to Michigan, they just didn't have the same punch. They didn't have the same confidence and the same will to win. And I think Iowa State has that. They got that competitive edge in this game, and that's why I'm taking Iowa State, which is going to be a great game, I think, versus Purdue, contrasting styles as well. Rhode Island and Oregon, who do you got? I got Creighton. Remember that. Oh, my bad. My no, it's, it's okay. I mean, I really I, – I, this is another one. I, this part of the bracket, the Midwest, with Creighton, Rhode Island, Oregon, and I don't know who's going to come out of it. I could see Rhode Island going on to the Sweet 16. I could see Oregon or Creighton. I could see any three of those teams. I actually wrote down Creighton. I crossed it out. I picked Oregon. I think Oregon's too much. Oregon has played well all season. They were one of the best teams in the country at one point. The Pac-12, they represent it very well with UCLA and Arizona also in it. But I think Oregon's going to move on. I got to pick Oregon as well. I think you need to note Chris Boucher, one of Oregon's best uh, blockers in in, in their game, and he's a great senior leader. He's torn his ACL in the Pac-12 tournament out for the year. I think that's going to hurt Oregon a lot. 
But when you got a National Player of the Year candidate in Dylan Brooks, he's just going to lead this team. And you can't forget about a guy named Jordan Bell, double-double machine. Oh, yeah. This Oregon team, even without Chris Boucher, is so talented. They're going to get the job done. They're going to go to this Sweet Oregon's 16. Oregon's really fun to watch. That's why, that's why overall I picked them. Michigan, Louisville. You have Oklahoma State, Louisville. Do you have Louisville moving on? Yes, I have Louisville moving on in this game. What about you? I got Michigan. I think the, this is going to be the two big teams out of the Midwest. Uh, Big Ten teams out of the Midwest. I think Michigan was so hot coming off their Big Ten. I think their coach, great by beeline. I think guard play. They got Wagner coming on under on underneath from Germany. It's. I think Michigan's a really good team, and they picked it up right at the end of the season, and they're going to be a great team in this tournament. Michigan moving on. I don't think people understand how good and how talented this Louisville team is this year. They're rarely underrated. A lot of teams are picking, a lot of experts are picking Louisville to get upset. When you got a scoring punch guy like Donovan Mitchell, a leader like Quentin Snyder, mm-hmm. uh, you, this is a complete team. I don't think people understand. Matthewing, that, that center, these, these big guys for for Louisville can they're get deep, under too. screens. They're great in a screen game. They 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 can they can guard the outside these big men. Yeah, they've started nine different players throughout the season. So Louisville's a deep team. Patino's going to trust anybody out there on the court. So if you want to pick Louisville, go ahead. I just think Michigan is get a great team, and they're 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 the team that's built for a tournament run. All right, so Sweet Sixteen, Kansas or Iowa State for you. I got to go Kansas. I think that the off-the-court issues have been very big for Kansas. They did not have Josh Jackson when they played TCU and lost on that Big 12 tournament. They win close games, and I feel like this is going to be a close game, and they're going to get the job done. I love this Kansas team this year because when you got a guy like Frank Mason who wants to go out with a bang, and Monte Morris is going to do the same thing, but I just think Kansas has a little more talent, and they'll get the job done in this one. What about you? I'll stick with Kansas over Purdue. I think it's going to be a close game, but Kansas is going to pull it out in the end. So we got Kansas, both got Kansas in our lead eight. But coming from the bottom of the lead eight, who you got? I got to go Louisville. I think this is when Chris Boucher really uh, hurts Oregon a lot. They can't guard the paint as well without him. And I just think that Louisville, this is a, this is another team I think is a lot like Florida State. They did not do that great down the stretch. I think they they could be a Final Four team, but they could also get out in the second round to a team like Michigan, to a team like Oklahoma State. Right. I'm a firm believer in this Louisville team being a complete team. I like complete teams, and this team's complete, and I got them beating Oregon. Let's go Kansas. And whoever you have, who do you have going out of that? I got Oregon coming out of it as well. I think they were hot at the end of the season, losing in the pack uh, – Pac-12 to a great team in Arizona. They beat California, Arizona State, Oregon State in that stretch. A really good team's coming out of it. They beat USC. They lost to UCLA in a close game. So Oregon can play, and I think they're my lead eight. And I'm serious, guys. I have four different crossed-out teams coming out of this Midwest, and that's the only time I have crossed-out teams. This Midwest is going to be so hard to pick. I can see five or six teams coming out of this Midwest into your Final Four. Tell me who you got in your Final Four, Robbie. It's, it's a huge, really tough pick for me. But I'm once again, i got to say, I'm a huge believer in this Louisville team and Rick Bettino. This is the most complete team that I see in the tournament besides maybe a North Carolina team. I love Louisville. I think the fact that Landon Lucas is the X factor for Kansas, staying on the floor, I don't think he will in this game. I think there's a game when he gets in foul trouble, and I think this could be the game against Louisville, who's really good offensively and defensively. I got Louisville going to the Final Four. What about you? I got Kansas. I think they're the best team in the tournament this year. I think Frank Mason wants his championship. I think this is the year for Kansas. All right, so you got Louisville. Out of our east, we got Duke. 
West, I got Arizona. You have Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Out of the Midwest, Kansas, and that, that leaves one more, the South. You guys ready to go through it? I'm ready. Let's start out. Any chance for Texas Southern? Of course not. Heck North no, Carolina. He's a very complete team. Right. Arkansas, Seton Hall. Tell me about it. I think Arkansas, the only way they stay in this game is if Moses Kingsley, he's got to be a presence down low. Uh, I love Angel Delgado. I love this Seton Hall team. I thought they got robbed against Villanova down the stretch with you know, a guy like Desi Rodriguez. I, I'm, a, I'm a believer in this Seton Hall team being scrappy. Arkansas, I think, I mean, they're they're a pretty good team, but without Moses Kingsley being a presence down low, I don't think they're going to be enough to beat a scrappy, great defensive team in Seton Hall. I think they're going to be a little too much. What about you? I picked Seton Hall as well. Seton Hall is very hot right now. They have won six of their last eight, and those two losses coming to Villanova. And one of those wins against Creighton and one of those wins against Butler. So this Seton Hall team is so good coming out of the Big East. The Big East this year is actually a very good conference, and I like the Big East teams. I pick Seton Hall over Arkansas. All right, let's move on. Middle Tennessee, Minnesota. This is one of the most picked upsets, Middle Tennessee over Minnesota. What do you have? I got to go Middle Tennessee. They have experience in the tournament, beating Michigan State last year. They they got pretty much the same team, Andrew Corey Williams. They got a guy like Reggie Upshaw. He's a great uh, inside presence. And when you got a guy named Giddy Potts, how can you not pick Middle Tennessee in this game? Minnesota have, hasn't been in the tournament in a long time. They overachieved big time after last season's horrible year. Uh, I just think that Middle Tennessee is going to be experienced. They're going to be ready for this, and they want to prove the doubters that they are for real. I got Middle Tennessee. What about you? Minnesota's averaging 75.3 points per game, shooting on 43.5. These numbers just don't pop out to me on the page. The only thing that really gets me is 39.9 rebounds per game. That's 15th in the country. So these guys are glass eaters. I think Middle Tennessee is the team you want to pick for this upset. I think the analysis are right on this. They're on a 10-game win streak, and they only have 10.4 turnovers per game. That's 11th in the country. These guys will not turn over the ball. Michigan, I mean, Minnesota does not have that kind of defense that's going to turn over this team. And No, Middle Tennessee is the better team in this, in my opinion. Middle Tennessee moves on. Let's go Butler and Winthrop. Not many people are picking this one as an upset, but I am a believer in Winthrop and Keon Johnson. He's been overlooked this year by Marcus Keene from Central Michigan. This guy is a for real talent. He's only 5'7", but he's averaging over 21 points per game, close to 22. And they don't just have him. They have Xavier Cooks, who's also been a beast. I think this Winthrop team is my big upset pick. I like them over Butler, and specifically because Butler, if you haven't seen, they've been really struggling down the stretch. I know they have good quality wins. But they lost their last two games. They lost to Xavier, and they also lost to Seton Hall. Bulldogs. Bulldogs are me too much for this Winthrop team. I know Keon Johnson's a great player. I've looked at him. This guy's stats fly off the page. But I got to go Bulldogs. Bulldogs are a good team. They're the only antidote to Villanova this year. They figured out how to beat them. They are a very great team, and they're going to win this game, guys. They're going to go on. Butler's too much. Now, it's going to be an interesting game against Middle Tennessee, but let's not talk about that right now. Cincinnati against either Kansas State or Wake Forest. Cincinnati's a hometown team for us only because right down the road from us, Cosby High School, Troy Copain, their best player, point guard, senior leader. Their guard play is great, but what do you got? Tell me about it, Robbie. I just don't think Cincinnati's offense is 
is what it – I mean, they played better this year. I don't think their schedule really has been that difficult. I think they've struggled down the stretch. Watching them play against SMU, they could not put the ball in the basket. This team's good on def- – that's what they do. They, they're scrappy. They play good defense. But I love this Wake Forest team with John Collins. I know they can't defend really well, but Wake Forest, they, they went down the wire against Duke. They've gone to the wire against a lot of these teams. They can score the basketball – I am a firm believer in this Wake Forest team to not only beat Kansas State, but to beat Cincinnati. See, to me, Cincinnati is hoping that Wake Forest wins. I think Kansas State is one of those teams, Cincinnati's watching the game tonight, and they're hoping that Wake Forest can easily win because Kansas State, which is my pick in this game, is going to be too much for Cincinnati. They're not deep enough. They have four, five, maybe six players that can actually play basketball. But either way, Kansas State is the better basketball team. Cincinnati coming out of the AAC, losing in their championship. I think Kansas State's going to move on. I think Kansas State has too much – See, I'm, I watch the Big 12. I know the Big 12. I'm not just loves the biased towards the Big 12. No, he loves I'm, the I'm picking 12. teams like Wake Forest and, 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 and uh, Notre Dame over West Virginia. I just know that Kansas State has so many scoring lapses. They have so much trouble putting the ball in the basket at times. If, if they're not shooting the ball well, Barry Brown isn't shooting from the perimeter that well. This team, they go on a lot of scoring drafts, and I think Wake Forest is going gonna, is gonna to take that to them tonight. And they're going to take right. it to Cincinnati. Any chance for Kent State against UCLA? No chance. All right. Actually, I think people need to realize UCLA, they are, I think they're an upset candidate. I honestly think mm. that teams can upset UCLA just I because like UCLA. what do they do? They just shoot the ball. That's all they do. If they're cold from the field, they, they can be beaten. But if they, if they play a really good defensive team like in Arizona, but no chance on that one. Dayton, Wichita State, another great first round, seven versus 10 matchup. Who do you got? I got Wichita State. Uh, because they are fourth in the country in three-point shooting at 40.8% per game and fifth in rebounding at 40.8 rebounds per game as well. I think that's so important for these upset teams is to have a good three-point jump shot. And Wichita State will shoot you out of the gym. They also are glass eaters as well, and they're going to eat the ball off the rim. They're going to be too much for Dayton coming out of the A-10, who's not the best team out of the A-10, and the Flyers are not going to be able to fly into the next round. Yeah, I honestly agree with that. Wichita State, top 10 in Ken Palm. They got screwed in their ranking this year. I mean, in their seeding. Uh, I definitely think they can beat Dayton. Dayton doesn't have a heavy rotation. They play about six guys. I just think that Wichita State, they're very dangerous. They're going to be too much to handle. It's going to come a rematch with Kentucky from a couple years ago. It's All right, so you're, you're picking Kentucky there? All right, obviously Kentucky over Northern Kentucky. I don't think there's a, even a discussion there. Let's go up to the top. North Carolina, Seton Hall. What do you, what do you think? Seton Hall, they're – Pretty much the only way they win is if Angel Delgado goes crazy, but UNC has guys on the inside that yeah, can UNC match that. They have the size. Down. UNC has the size. They have Joel Berry who can shoot the ball. And Justin Meeks. Jackson. UNC complete team. Too much for Seton Hall to handle in this game. I'll agree with you there. I'll move right down to Middle Tennessee and Butler. Let me talk about that. I got Middle Tennessee over Butler, and I think you have Middle Tennessee over Winthrop. Middle Tennessee is a great basketball team, and they're ready to play. They're ready to shoot the ball. They they're my team that could surprise people, and they could even fight with UNC. If any lower seed team is going to make a run at these Elite Eight, Sweet 16, Big Four, Final Four, it's Middle Tennessee for me. Honestly, I think the same thing. I don't like going with the trend, but watching this Middle Tennessee team play over this over the year, they're very talented. I think they're better than they were last year. Uh, they got three guys that I think can put the ball in the basket at will with Reggie Upsaja, Corey Williams, and Giddy Potts. They're going to be a little too much for Winthrop. I think Winthrop wins against Butler, but too much to handle for uh, – not not enough to handle with Middle Tennessee. Who do you got that who – who do you got in your next game? Um, 
I picked UCLA because ball is too much, and they got a guy in TJ Leaf who's playing amazing. UCLA, I like UCLA coming into this tournament. I mean, Ball's dad is an idiot, Lonzo Ball. He's, a, he's the stupidest guy I know. So he wants to sign a shoe deal for his three sons for $1 billion. But he's not on the court. He gets to get away from this, and UCLA moves on. And the spotlight continues to be on Ball going into the tournament. I think UCLA moves on not only to my Street 16, not only to my Elite 8, but I think they go to the Final Four. Once again, UCLA, uh, led by Lonzo Ball, averaging 14.6 points a game and over eight assists. He's going to be a little too much. I think it's going to be a great matchup to see him versus a little John Collins, even though John Collins is a power forward, uh, big man presence. Two guys that are going to go really high in the draft this upcoming year. But Wake Forest struggles against teams that can put the ball in the basket. And UCLA, what do they do? Put the ball in the basket. UCLA would be a big upset, trendy pick for me, but the matchups are just too easy. If they played a team like Cincinnati, who is very good defensively. I think Cincinnati could give UCLA a run for their money, but I do have them going through. Let's go Wichita State, Kentucky. Who do you got? I got Kentucky. I really like this young team. They got really, really great guard play, and they're big inside. I think Kentucky's going to be a great team in this tournament. I do have them losing to UCLA, but I think Kentucky moves past Wichita State. I also have Kentucky. I think it's going to be a great matchup. I'm a huge fan of De'Aaron Fox. Guard play is so important in the tournament, guys. I, I can't emphasize that enough. Guard play is so important. Greg Marshall's going to get his team prepared to win. They're just not going to be enough to handle Malik Monk, Darren Fox, and Bam Adebayo, I think is Kentucky's X factor in this tournament. If he, if they get the ball down low and not don't just let the perimeter guys do the work, if they get the ball down low, I think Kentucky's going to be a very dangerous team to watch. Let's go UNC versus Middle Tennessee State. Who do you got? I think Roy Williams is going to lead this team past Middle Tennessee, and Middle Tennessee get, loses. I mean, it's going to be heartbreaking for them, but they get their name known coming into the Sweet 16. UNC is too much, though. UNC moves on. I also have UNC. I don't think it's going to be that great of a game. I think UNC is going to actually blow Middle Tennessee out of the water. I love UNC's draw. I think they have an easy road until they get to the Elite Eight. I like UNC in this one. Who do you got? UC, you said you have UCLA. I have UCLA. No need to talk about it. I actually have Kentucky. I feel like as the year's gone on, Kentucky has progressed more more better than UCLA, if you could say that. I mean, I love this UCLA team. I love how they can score the basketball. You can't say that. That is grammatically incorrect, just for the fans to know. But I just think Kentucky's, they've improved so much. I, if, they're, if they play defense the way I know they can uh, with Isaiah Briscoe, the only problem is if they get in foul trouble, but I don't think that's going to happen against UCLA. I think it's going to be run and gun. Although earlier in the season, UCLA did beat Kentucky 97-92. to It was a phenomenal game. Really fun to watch for the fans. One of my favorite games of the season. I just think Kentucky's going to be a little too much going on to play UNC in a great game. Who do you got in that one? You have UCLA, though. Right, I have UCLA, as you said. UCLA is amazing. They're not – listen to this. They, they are averaging 90.4 points per game. That's number one in the country. They're second in points scored. They're first in field goal percentage. They're top 50 in free throw percentage, ninth in three-point percentage, 29th in total rebounds, first in assists. They don't turn over the ball with 11.5 points per game. Assist to turnover ratio is only 1.9, which is first in the country. Block shots are averaging 5.4 a game, which is 11th in the country. This UCLA team is amazing. I can't get I can't get excited for enough for them. UCLA, go Bruins. UCLA, go to my Final Four. UCLA, UCLA, UCLA. See, what Brennan's doing here is he's getting excited for an offensive tempo team. 
team that doesn't play any defense. I just told you. I just told you they're averaging 5.4 blocks a game, Robbie. That's 5.4 blocks a game. Blocks That's a game? They're not going to do that against guys like Isaiah Hicks the, and Kennedy Meeks down low. You act like they don't play anybody throughout the season, Robbie. They do, but I'm just saying. You know what? UNC is the most complete team in this tournament. And if you honestly think UNC is going to lose to UCLA, I think it's going to be in a phenomenal matchup. But you got to think, UNC, just as good as they are offensively, they are defensively. Just like UCLA. I just, I just explained this team is so talented. They got more than just ball. They got they got guys like TJ Leaf and many more that I can't name off the top of my head. Yeah, and UNC has Joel Berry, Oh, Justin I understand. Jackson. I understand UNC is so talented. It's going to be an extremely fun game, and I think UCLA pulls it out. It's going to be one of those close games that could end like last year's championship. You have to understand that UNC's game is running gun. I don't think people understand. That's when they're at their best, and UCLA's game is running gun. So it's going to be very exciting. Oh, it'll be so fun. Please let this have, happen, basketball gods. UNC versus UCLA, and UCLA move on. Just, I'd love it. UNC's just... They're too much to handle for this team. On the inside presence, I know you said they got TJ Leaf. He gets into foul trouble. This team doesn't have the size, I don't think, to match up with UNC necessarily. I think Joel Berry wants this so bad for this team. You don't think the people on UCLA do? I think they do. I just think once These I, athletes once want again, it so once bad. Again, All I of say, them. You got that competitive edge like Joel Berry has. They should be ACC championships champions if, you, if Joel Berry didn't make boneheaded foul plays uh, during that game. I think they should have been the ACC champions. But they did. And that's what cost them. And if Isaiah Hicks gets into foul trouble, I think that's going to cost them. But I don't think it's going to happen against UCLA, who's just going to—it's going to be a running gun type of game. I got UNC moving on to the Final Four. You got to go with the Tar Heels. Roy Williams, way too good of a head coach. This team's way too talented. Go Bruins, Bruins. Tar Heels definitely over the Bruins. Who do you got? Our Final Four is set. I got Duke, Arizona, Kansas, and UCLA. Robbie's got Duke, Gonzaga. Louisville and UNC. So the only thing that we agree on right now is Duke. We both think Duke. Duke scares me, guys. Though I don't know. I, that Villanova's a great team. That East is not set. None of these are set. But Duke scares me, guys. All right, let's go. I got Duke versus Arizona. I picked again, guys. This is crazy. I picked Duke. Duke. Duke can bust my bracket, and I know I, I got a feeling that it's gonna happen because every time I pick Duke going far in the tournament. They upset me against. They lose to Mercer or something like they did in years past. This Duke team is a very talented team, and if they play to their potential, they're the best team in the country, and you can't argue that. So I think Duke is going to move on to the finals. And what do you got coming out of that side of the bracket? The it's left a tough call for me, uh, but I just think that Gonzaga is going to prove the doubters wrong this year. I think they're going to make the finals. I think the size wow. advantage. Wow. I know no many people are going. Not many people are going to pick Gonzaga because of the fact that they've struggled in their earlier tournaments. But I think this is the best Gonzaga team that they've ever had. I love Duke, but once again, they were inconsistent all year long. What if it happens again against Gonzaga? What if their defense isn't that tight? What if they can't shoot jumpers and get them to a W? I just think Gonzaga, I mean, Duke has, they already won four games in four days. Can they win another six in a row? I doubt it, and I think their tourney run is going to come to an end here. Who do you have? UCLA first Kansas. You know, guys, as much as I just rode UCLA, I think Kansas is is the most. I think they're the he, second best he, team behind he's Duke. He's not riding UCLA. Uh, like I he know. Said he was. I'm contradicting, but I think UCLA is going to come out of the South. Kansas this year, from the beginning of the season, from the opening tip against Indiana, even though it was a loss, their first game of the season, they've only lost four games this season. I think Kansas is a team, and Frank Jackson guard play. I can't, I can't stress it enough. Like I said, guard play is so important. Frank Mason. Frank Mason, is so good. 
he he's get probably going to win the best player award and he's someone that I want to see in the tournament. So I picked in my heart this one. I, I picked Kansas. Kansas versus Duke in my championship. Tell me what you got coming on the right side of your bracket. I love this matchup. UNC versus Louisville, I feel like, are the two most complete teams in this tournament. It could go either way for me, but UNC, I got to go with them. I think they're just going to be too much for Louisville. The, both teams are so similar, but Louisville, I forgot to mention, they have a lot of scoring problems at times of this year. That's one of the things that scares me with them, and I feel like UNC rarely has that trouble with scoring. They have so many options. Although Louisville does, I don't know why they don't score as much as they do every single game. I don't know why they have so much trouble sometimes, but I got to pick UNC in this game to go on to play against Zagat in my championship. All right, so our championships are set. Again, I want to say that our brackets will be posted online. Um, Duke versus Kansas for me. I went Kansas. Kansas is the team that I think is going to win this all. I think if I close my eyes and just pick a team, no matter who they're playing, I think Kansas can play with anybody in the country, and they've proven that time and time and time and time and time and time again. Kansas is the team. Kansas, go Kansas. Go Jayhawks, go. I got to go with UNC in this one against Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga's road comes to an end here. UNC, as you remember last year, heartbroken in that tournament. They're coming back for revenge this year more than I've ever seen any team, and I think they're going to show it in this tournament this year. I love the Tar Heels to run into this championship and get the championship win for Roy, Roy Williams. Just Joel Berry and company, too talented, too complete. Isaiah Hicks, if he gets in foul trouble, I do, I do have worry. But you have worry with every team. I think if I look at a team with the least amount of concerns, it's got to be North Carolina. Too talented. Go Tar Heels. Redemption this year. National champion. All right, guys. That's all we got for you. Our brackets will be posted online at here'swhereyou'rewrong.com. That's here's where you're wrong with no apostrophe. So it's H-E-R-E-S. And then your is Y-O-U-R-E, no apostrophes, dot com. Also, go follow us on Twitter at Here's Where You're Wrong. It's spelled weird because there's a character limit. So let me give you the ad. It's H-E-R-E-S-W-H-R-Y-U-R-R-O-N-G at Here's Where You're Wrong. Go follow us on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Signing out. It's Here's Where You're Wrong. Right